I'm hilarious. No, that's that's not funny. That's hilarious. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Odoom and Andrea show. This is a podcast where myself and my beautiful wife, Andrea, sit down and we discuss a book that she's read about someone who's done something pretty cool, pretty adventurous, pretty inspiring, um, what have you, any kind of positive vibes going on here. And we discuss it and we see if there's anything that they've done that... Um, you know, that inspires us to incorporate into into our lives because that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to, you know, better ourselves, be the best people that we can be as, um, you know, as hopefully you are as well too. And today we are reading Racing to the Finish Line, my story, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Um, so I'm guessing he's, he's a race car guy, so I don't know anything about <laughs> this guy. Let me put him up there. Um, your brother probably knows a little bit about yes, this guy, I'm little, sure. A little. Um, because for me, racing is, you know, Guys, just learning how to turn left um, <laughs> <laughs> really fast. Um, yeah, I know it's more skill than that, obviously. Just joking around. Um, but for me, anyways, for me, racing is pretty boring. Like watching it, I can't, I can't watch it. But <laughs> I obviously understand the skill it is. I mean, it's hard enough just driving down the highway without all those idiots crashing into you. So uh, I can imagine <laughs> when you're going 300 kilometers an hour or however fast these guys go. Um, it's pretty interesting. Anyways, so before we get to that head on over to our website at odumandandrea.com where we have all of our podcasts are on there. And um, yeah, we're going to start populating with a whole bunch of other cool stuff that's going to be coming up in the pipelines now that I'm about, what, two weeks, three weeks into being an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. being completely this was week three. Or, or being unemployed. So um, lots of fun stuff that's happening. And yeah, that's about it. If you like us, give us a thumbs up, all that jazz. And with that, racing to the finish line, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Yeah. What do you know? <laughs> Not that much, which is why I read it. So growing up, like my brother was obsessed with cars. And actually me and the kids were just talking about this today because mm-hmm. Maya always asks, she says, like, how do you how do you know, like, because we're the car brands, right? Because she's like, oh, what car brand is that? Or she'll try to guess. Or like Mazda or Toyota yeah, yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. And so Tristan's like, how do you know all these different car brands, mom? Like, <laughs> what do you know why? And I'm like, well... Like my, you know, Uncle Nay, my brother was obsessed with cars. He had like yeah. all of the little matchbox cars. And I yeah. said, we would play with them together and we'd pick our favorite car out of his stash. Right. And so that's how I knew so many different yeah. cars. And even so. just driving around. Well, of too, course. Yeah, just yeah. You just get the, used the to The standard it. ones. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, but my favorite was always the Mazda Miata. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and now I'm just like, no. It's like <laughs> the worst car ever. <laughs> Seriously. So. It's funny how your, your taste changes you evolve and find something that's maybe a little bit more practical right <laughs> that's so what I, well that's what i said to the kids i said no that is no longer the case and now i want a humongous no. big oh, well, suv there we go. van type thing right. to fit as many dogs as possible all right well that's the dream the whole wall dream high <laughs> so anyways but nascar was always a really big part of my dad and my brother's life and mm-hmm. i'm the same with you it's never been of interest to me yep. it always just seems so boring unless somebody crashes but that's awful but i don't, yeah, don't want to see that awful. either it's just like in hockey right the only one it's like really exciting is when there's a fight like but that's no i will <laughs> no hockey is like the fastest game it's like always exciting there's always cool stuff happening but yeah, when a fight, I guess it gets everybody out of the stands. I hate seeing fights actually because I seeing people get hurt and whatever. I really don't like that. But I I I hear what you're saying. Yeah. But I disagree. Hockey That's is fine. always exciting. That's fine. So and I'm sure people that watch NASCAR will say the same thing that it's not the crashes that are the most exciting. It's just exciting to watch them turn left. No, oh, well, <laughs> hey, everyone. 
has their own way of falling asleep and that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I picked it because I read it when my brother was here visiting and it was mm-hmm. really fun because I was able to kind of pick his brain and ask him like so many questions. Sure. Man. So we had a lot of really, really fun conversations and it was really, it was really awesome to kind of connect with him on something that he has loved since he was like a mm-hmm. little kid. So, yep. and even my dad, when I started talking to my dad a little bit about it too. So it was okay. just, it was really fun to, yeah. to pick that book. Yeah. So if you know anything about NASCAR racing, like the Earnhardt family is like NASCAR royalty. Okay. So his grandfather, so Dale Earnhardt Jr., his grandfather actually started racing for a living in the 50s. And so okay. then, and he like gave up work in like a textile mill. So he lived in North Carolina, which I'm pretty sure is where NASCAR was basically like born. Okay. So he gave up work just to start driving professionally, which was like unheard of at the time. You don't just quit a really good job just to like race cars. Mm-hmm. So the same thing happened with his dad. His dad, I forget what his dad's first name was. It wasn't Dale though, but... Yeah, I guess it was Dale. Oh, no, sorry. His dad's name was Ralph Dale Earnhardt Sr. So, but they called him Dale and he's Dale Jr. Sure. So anyway, he ended up quitting school when he was 16 to just race professionally. Sorry, his father or him? His father. Okay. Yeah. And so then he was born in 1973, or sorry, 1974. And um, eventually he would start racing as well. Well, I'm sure because I I think it's expensive as well too, because you, you know, you have to go on a specific track and you have to have a specific car and, you know, it needs to go fast and blah, blah, blah and fuel. And, you know, it's not cheap. I don't think it's like a very expensive sport to get into. Well, of course. And like you, I mean, you're eventually, if you're like a professional, you're own, you're kind of like a part, like you're owned by like a team or Mm -hmm. whatever with has sponsors and then your car is all sponsored. For sure. There's lots of drama, just like with hockey or any other professional sport. There's all kinds of drama with the different team owners. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, we saw that movie, um, that was, I think it was Henry versus Ford. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Christian Bale and Matthew, Matt Damon, right? Was when Matt Damon in it? Yeah, yeah. He oh, was, okay. I think he was Shelby or whatever. Okay. Um, but yeah, anyways, you just look at the whole dynamics that goes behind, you know, even just creating a car and racing and all that kind of stuff. So it was Ford, it was Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah. Right. That's it. What did yeah. I say? Henry versus Ford. Henry Ford. Henry versus Ford. <laughs> yeah. There, see, there, see, my car knowledge is starting to shine. Yeah, it was Matt Damon. Right. I don't think it was. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good movie. Anyways, actually. but like yeah, it. but there's just mm. lots of stuff that there's goes on with racing and everything like that too. And Yeah. Yeah. So back then, obviously, like safety wasn't a huge priority. And he goes through some of the crazy shit that these people... Well, worn seatbelts even didn't have to be worn until what, the 70s? Until it was a made law or whatever? No. And like basically someone had to die before they started like making improvements in these cars and having like safety regulations. So they have things like puncture resistant fuel cells and then you had they have like those window nets up and that sort of thing and of course like now they have so much different technologies for it um and or like then they have like head and neck restraints as well i guess and all all different things and so um but then also part of the racing ethos is like with many sports it's just like you get injured it's just like walk it off and get get back and just keep going like don't complain don't say you need to go to the doctor don't make a big deal just get back in your car and start racing mm-hmm. again 
So he talks about some of these guys, like NASCAR's first champion. He could barely use his right leg because he had some sort of World War II injury. Yeah. Well, that's fine. You're only going one way anyway. So. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so he bolted a leg brace to the clutch pedal in order to be able to drive the car. I don't know all the mechanics, but it was like if that, that works, just constantly hold, holding the clutch. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And then this other guy, and it was funny because Nate, Nate sent me a picture of this after we talked about it but this guy's name is ricky rudd and in 1984 he had gotten into some sort of crash so in order to drive in the next race he taped his swollen eyes open like his eyes were swollen shut and he taped them <laughs> open not only that he ended up wearing like an army flak jacket to like hold and protect his broken ribs like what the actual fuck are well, you so, doing well here's my question is like i that <laughs> capacity like how good are are you you know what i mean like i, I get know. i understand certain hockey players they play injured or whatever and it's like oh yeah. even, even if they're at 50 percent, they're yeah. okay but like i mean there comes a point where you're on a broken leg you can't skate anymore you know or if you have a broken whatever you can't turn the wheel anymore or like if you can't see so that then it's, it's you know you don't, you know what i mean like because yeah. they have other people on their team that might be able to take over and drive i would imagine well they do i don't know yeah so like but that's anyways it's just but funny. that's the point right like that's yeah, one it's of just the, crazy but, but that's one of the reasons though why they don't want to say they're not they're right 100% so because they them. don't want their spot to be taken right. by like new up-and-comers yeah just so waiting like, to take their spot it's like don't ask don't tell kind of thing i think so. you know so like if you know it's good for you yeah you'll take yourself out but you don't want to because you want to lose your spot well not only that but then yeah. it's like you don't want to be seen as like damaged goods you don't want to be seen as like oh he's not raised oh he has one he had some sort of crash or something maybe takes a couple races off and then goes back maybe doesn't have the best race and people are like oh he's done like this guy just yeah. write write that person off and so the own then the oh that'd be an issue with the owners and right you know it, it's just like then yeah. you get that kind of reputation or whatever so um so yeah, anyways as long as you keep winning <laughs> <laughs> well yeah so he his first first kind of what you do i don't know i could be wrong about this because again i don't know a lot mm -hmm. but there's like the bush league which now it's not called the bush league anymore it's called xfinity and they tried to explain the whole like that it like the you know like ohl nhl yeah. like i think it's like bush uh, league. well i think you could even go there's way there's lots there's different lots. levels i'm sure like your first it's go-karts you know, I don't know <laughs> I that don't it's, know. Uh, it's whatever, right? Yes. There's different, there's all kinds of different levels you can, you can go. Yeah. So uh. now it's called Xfinity. And so that's where he kind of not maybe started racing, but like, that's what you would kind of do before you race in the actual like NASCAR. Yeah. I, I'm pretty, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's more than one stop, right? It's not like, of oh, course. I'm just learning how to drive in the next stop NASCAR. Like, I think there's quite a few no, steps, well, I would Xfinity is the one But that's NASCAR. just the one that's before. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. sure. Exactly. Um, so that's kind of where he would racing. And then in 1998, um, he got in a really, a really bad accident there. Sorry, this guy? You're this still guy. Talking yeah, about? talking okay. about that guy. Uh, Dale Jr. And so he did, he was sent into a spin, did a barrel roll in the air and slammed his card into that infield grass, like in the middle. Of the yeah, track. I don't know you how don't those things know. do. So anyways, <laughs> it's an oval, yeah, he sure slammed his head so hard, um, it caused his head to hit the roll cage and it dented this roll cage steel bar. Like it dented the steel bar. That's how hard his head hit well, that steel the, bar. He had a helmet, helmet on. Helmet on. Or else he'd be dead. But still he got out and he's just like woozy as fuck. Uh, almost yeah. faints on TV. Like that's yeah. how 
crazy it was. So that was kind of like his first mild, slight concussion. Yeah, exactly. His dad actually died in a crash at Daytona 500, which I think that, I don't know. I think that's probably like the most famous one. If you're like a non like NASCAR person, you know, that Daytona 500 is a kind of a big Uh, race. I know the name. I don't even know where it is. Yeah. Well, Daytona. But like, well, I don't know where that is. That's what I'm saying. I just don't know where that is. Is that in Florida? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Pretty sure. Well, there you go. See, I don't, you don't even know what state it's in. Anyway. So yeah. So he. Oh no, the Indy 500. But that's, I think that's different though. Isn't that yeah, also like. Uh, yeah. There's uh, different types of cars. Indy car. So Formula this, One. This is NASCAR. This is NASCAR, which is, I forget what the name oh, maybe of Maybe Indy is in, yeah, in Indianapolis. I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah, see, I don't know any of this stuff. Well, to, uh, maybe we'll get Neon one time to break it down for us like a fraction. <laughs> Yeah. He tried to. I Assuming like, I care enough to want to learn all this stuff. I know. <laughs> so anyway, so his dad died in this crash. This was in 2001 at Daytona 500. And he, it was like a head-on collision with like the outer concrete wall. Oh, so head-on collision was going the opposite way. No, he but got yeah, like, no, no, I know what you're and saying. I think what was, I don't know exactly. He explains it obviously in there, but he, I think his dad was trying to move to help one of his teammates actually win that race. And so he was trying to like angle and get in position and block somebody. And I think by whatever happened and he just had first well, somebody hit concrete. somebody and made him go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what year was that? 2001. Hmm. Yeah. Do you know, maybe this is too much, mm-hmm. what was the rate of people dying back then, like when his dad and grandfather were racing, and what is it right now? Like, know. how many people still die doing this? I don't know. I think, obviously, it would be less, all the safety things that are in place now. Yeah, like, if you see their cars now, it's kind of crazy. Like, all the technology that they use. Oh, yeah. It's really, really nice. Well, they don't even clutch. Like, it's not with the pedals. It's just, like, a little thing on the wheel, I think, eh? They oh, just I don't click, know. Click I don't know. To, like, shift gears. Mm, I don't know about that. Mm. Mm, I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe that's again F one. I don't know. But Nay, yeah, um, Nay had a video he had me watch, and I'll ask him, and then I'll link it because it was really interesting, and it was showing like the temperature inside these cars and all the technology because that they try to use f- to go as fast as you can yeah. in these cars, and like the tire technology. Oh yeah. Like it's un. Like I really. Well, think had, about how many millions, like, and millions, no billions of dollars they yeah. spent. Like I don't like. I had no idea it was so nice. Well, one of these races, how many people fit in? You hear oh, about all the tailgate parties and people just huge, go and like just a massive huge thing. Yep. So not only that, but like um yes, they lose so much weight during these races because they're just in there sweating it off. Mm. Like it's just it's unreal it's like unreal to me like their even like their blood like their blood pressure and stuff like that like it's it drops well i don't know but like it, i don't know yeah they're monitoring yeah. it but i mean yeah. you're you're also you're always on such heightened alert to like fractions of a second of driving yes. steering whatever so you're constantly yeah. even though you're not moving moving but yeah. it's like your brain is going on overdrive yeah. constantly taking in all the senses i would imagine because you're going so well yeah fast. no and so i'm sorry like yes your your blood pressure like your heart rate super high mm. like you're like running like like you're running because you are on that such high alert and i'm sure like adrenaline must just be yeah. like overloaded in your system that whatever five hours or four hours it is you're in the car racing mm. so he gets into when do they wear like diapers if they need to go to the bathroom. Do you bathroom? know what? I don't know. And I should have asked Nay about that. They must do something because mm. you don't get out of the car. Yeah. And well, no, but maybe you're sweating so much, you just sweat it out. I don't know. You just sweat <laughs> so, out the water. So, well, if you need water. to pee. No, if you need to pee, it goes through your kidneys, right? I guess so. You don't just... Not I need pee? to pee. Never mind. I'll just sweat it out my urine. <laughs> it doesn't... <laughs> your biologist, this shit doesn't work that way. Anyway. 
But I know, like, because you're draining so much water, That's your body saying. might want to preserve it. But yeah, yeah. Even so. though, even still, sometimes when you're dehydrated, you still you're still go to the like washroom. Full brown. It's just <laughs> it's like David Goggins brown. <laughs> okay, well, it's like it's, yeah. I don't want to talk about his little his little his frothy man? brown oh, reddish so concoction so <laughs> just running down my legs. So good. Okay. Typical so Saturday night. So, <laughs> not so bad. So, in tw- 2002, he has another really bad crash, mm-hmm. another one. It's uh, He hit the wall so hard that, like, the entire left front of the car was, like, completely, like, bent. So, he's pretty sure he got another concussion at that point, obviously. And he said he felt loopy. He even went on to talk about it, like... um like with press when press was there and he Mm -hmm. said yeah he felt loopy and but once he kind of talked about feeling that way other drivers started to talk a little bit more about feeling that way too nascar was not happy with him for doing this because they just didn't want this almost like a dirty little secret kind of out there right it really reminded me a little bit of the nfl but how do you not know like come on like i know you get into an accident (laughs) at 200 kilometers an hour and you hit into a, a concrete wall Exactly. Oh, I, I'm feeling a little bit of a headache. <gasps> Don't tell people that you actually yeah. are not super. Like, no, what do you of expect? Course. What do you of expect? No, of course. And so. And like football, the repetitive hits and hits. Oh, like Jesus. And I, I told you, I think I told you the one time in gym class, it was soccer and I did a header. And I was like, headaches for days. And I'm like, I'll never do this again. again. And then these people are doing it all the time. No, and crazy. that's, you know, boxing or anything and football. Like the contact, you're just jolting your brain all the time. It hurts. Yeah. Just do it once yourself. You'll see. Yeah. Don't talk to me like it doesn't have any. Oh, nobody knows. Just think about it for a second. They just don't want to make it public, I guess. Well, I, yeah, I know. So after that, then NASCAR announced that they were going to change how they evaluated drivers after having crashes. And so they would have like, I th- I'm not sure how they do it, but definitely they have like a baseline for the drivers. So then they have like a way to yeah, compare them compare. Afterward, afterwards. Yeah. The thing too is if you have somebody uh, that's a top end athlete as well, you want to protect them as well too, right? So like an athlete that's just concussed and is just a vegetable is no good to you, right? So not. if you, you want to protect your investment. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? So I think a lot of teams, whatever sport it is, uh, know that a lot more and they, they spend more money like protecting players, I think now, I think still like when you get playoffs or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. the guys will still kind of go out there, but now there, you know, there's more concussion protocols and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, well, starting to get absolutely. it. So or at least put people's safety ahead of game. Still, I still think it's not even close to being as good as it should be, but no, no. In 2012, he was having a really great season. He was ranked first in the championship standings. It was like the, best he'd raced the best he f- he's f- he'd felt in a while mm-hmm. and so what happened was they were doing test runs for they were testing out tires for Goodyear sorry so testing out tires for Goodyear and he's on the last lap of the test and he reaches like uh, 205 miles per hour mm-hmm. so whatever that's crazy in kilometers i can't even <laughs> that's crazy in miles. well i can't even imagine that fast in miles 1.6 right so two yeah. that's yeah, i don't insane. know whatever it's insane <laughs> so he loses steering and he shoots jeez it's really irritating yeah i know <laughs> so I want to grab him. he loses he loses steering and he shoots up the 17 degree banking of the turn and he hits the retaining wall at 185 miles per hour 
And so the black it's box. Like 100 miles an hour more than what Doc Brown needs for him to go <laughs> travel back to time. <laughs> so. 188 miles per hour. You're going to see some serious <laughs> shit. shit. <laughs> so the black box in the car. I don't know. This sounded wrong to me. Um, but maybe you can clear it up. The black box in the <laughs> I car. Well, the black box in the car says that the force exerted during the crash was crash was forty G's. Like in Top Gun. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, because in certain so many G's will just black out, right? Yeah. But it's it's so quick because think about going that fast and just stopping. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I don't know if that's the force. Yeah, I mean, I could see it. Yeah. But it's like, it's quickly, right? It's not yes. like prolonged. Yeah. You know, where like, if you're accelerating in a, in a jet or whatever, mm-hmm. you're going hard, but like, and it's for long periods of time to accelerate and then they can't pass like, you know, nine G's or whatever. I don't know if that's whatever is blackout. I don't know. You know, I don't know exactly yeah. what it is, yeah. but if you're just going so fast and you're just stop, it's like, boom. Yeah. But it's also, you know, you might not pass out because it's like a split second. Yeah. Yeah. Of so course. it's like a, such a huge. Yeah abrupt change in force right which is why the cars just get Crumple. destroyed because they absorb you know all the, all the, all the energy and all that kind of stuff so mm-hmm. so yeah i could i believe it but you know yeah this one felt different than his those the first two crashes that i told you about and he just he felt like shell-shocked he said and just like super nauseous obviously well, exactly like your brain is absorbed like i don't know what they do like you said how immobilized they are mm-hmm. um because yeah you know like you know that thing where they take an egg and they you know it's a it's a it's a like a competition it's like can you structure can you build a structure in an egg to drop it so that it won't break and how high it can go so some people create things where they can they drop an egg from really really high and it won't break, but it's a lot of force. So yeah. I think cars are built that way too. So like if yes. the car is going to impact at 40 Gs, but they brace the guy in a way so that his head and his whole body is can move around a little bit and absorb that energy to make me on his body. Maybe he's only absorbing 10 Gs or something like that, which is still really, still really, really bad. High, yeah. Or maybe more. You know what I mean? So Exactly. Which is why you're not instantly dead. Because if you have no strap on, you hit that, you're, you're just, just blood splatter it's like you know yeah of course so just six six weeks after that crash he gets into another one and so why is he even driving after six weeks especially after some kind of crazy concussion which is also going to impair your vision he just just walks it off right it's that's the ethos of the time it's just walk it off get back get back in the car so this time he couldn't hide it he it wasn't just like he felt like couldn't like that physical feeling but like he had crazy rage and anger and kind of just kind of like went off on reporters on like on espn like he just like kind of lost his shit like even a couple weeks after that second accident kind of thing or whatever like no just like i think even like after that accident when he was on espn if they were interviewing him I think oh well that's why is he even getting interviewed right after an accident I, I, it might not be right after i don't know right. what the timeline is with him but anyway yeah. so it, but it's it's not just like those physical symptoms it's like well, you hear that people that get concussions, too. they just have yeah. like this uncontrollable urges of anger or whatever. And yeah. yeah he yeah. finally tells his fiance everything that's happening and they go to the headquarters of his business 
and he co-owns this business with his sister. There's actually some really interesting like drama stuff with all these businesses I, and stuff. I, I know you don't care, but it's really <laughs> Nay was telling me, and we were like gossiping about it, so it was kind of it's kind of fun. Just gossiping. I got no time for that. Anyways, so his sister co-owns his business with him, and so she, he goes and tells her what's happening, and then eventually. He tells, like, I'm dying. so that's his <laughs> business. And then, cause he owns, it's an Xfinity team that races in that Xfinity league. But then he himself races for Hendrick Motorsports. So he has to go and tell that owner of him, him and his car, like what's happening. Mm-hmm. So they, so you know, it has to be bad for him to finally say something. So he goes to the guy's name is Dr. Jerry Petty, who's like a, the respected doctor in NASCAR. And so he sends him, they do like, they do an impact test and it's called, it's um an acronym for immediate post-concussion assessment, cognitive testing. So they already had the baseline data, so they were able to kind of track where he was now. And definitely it was like his memory and his reaction time were not good. They did an MRI and everything looked good, but they didn't think he should race the next race given like obviously it's reaction time. Ability, yeah. yeah. Well, exactly. So he ends up going to Pittsburgh. And if you would remember, if you remember the movie Concussion with Will Smith. No, vaguely, but yeah. So Pittsburgh's like ground zero for all the concussion stuff that's already All the research, up. okay. Mm-hmm. So, and it was the Pittsburgh Steeler, Mike Webster. He filed a disability claim saying that his dementia was caused by 17 years of playing in the NFL and he was a Pittsburgh Steeler. So it's kind of okay. everything happened there. And so the guy that Will Smith played, Dr. Bennett Omalu, was the guy who did the postmortem on Webster's brain okay. after after all of this and kind of discovered and I think coined the term CTE, so chronic right. chronic traumatic encephalopathy. And so they met with this doctor who was a founding member of the University of Pittsburgh Sports Medicine Concussion Program mm-hmm. and his name was Dr. Michael Collins. And so basically they went through and did all kinds of tests. And I don't know what you've heard about how to treat a concussion because you yourself have had how many concussions from hockey now? Uh, That I know of? I mean, one here in Nova Scotia, for sure. One in Waterloo, at least two. Yeah. At least two. I was going to say, I feel like three. Maybe. I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) But the one here, your last one was a bad one. That was very bad. The hit itself wasn't very hard um, because it was like an accidental thing. But yeah. 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 I was like laying down for two weeks, but that wasn't really good too because I went driving like the next day, which was really bad. That wasn't great. No. So apparently... well, obviously this makes sense, but no two concussions are the same. And I guess there's like kind of six different types that they can kind of go through and Mm -hmm. diagnose. Like one would be what he was suffering from was called a vestibular concussion. So that's like your balance and everything. Vestibular is your balance. So, and then also the other thing is it, it gave him like a lot of anxiety as well. And I'm sure there's obviously there's anxiety with just that the, the concussion itself would cause, but then I think anxiety surrounding his whole position. Am I going to race again? Um, what's sure. going to happen with my team owner? What's going to happen with my businesses yep. if I can't yeah, race? Like everything. all of these yep. things, right? So apparently what this doctor is telling him is that the idea of resting in a dark room after a concussion is a myth. Mm. And this isn't 
I guess, the cutting edge treatment of how you would treat a concussion. And now what they're doing is they use exposure to keep the brain working. Mm. So I don't know what you've heard about that. Because when you had your last one, you were just like completely in bed the whole time. Well, yeah. I mean, the doctors were just like, well, just get rest and just don't like really be on like screens. And don't that do that kind of stuff. So, but I mean, you still go out or whatever. And I, I was still, I think I was still reading or whatever. But yeah, yeah mostly just laying down. I just was so tired too. And just my head was just pounding the yeah. whole time. So the doctors there were telling him, you have to work it out like like an injured muscle. And you have to um, do activities that focus on like kind of rebuilding what needs to be fixed. Yeah. And so he had a lot of... It makes sense. What I mean, the brain's not also not a muscle though. It's completely different. Yes. But but yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, I really don't know. But anyways, he did a lot of different physical activities like, um, and he worked like a lot with his fiance he talks about, but they like even just like throwing balls and playing basketball. Cause you have that hand eye coordination mm-hmm. and also different eye activities, um, that were measuring like reaction time and how his eyes were tracking things yeah. and not only just like in front of you, but like at further distances yeah. as well. It was actually pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so he ends up missing two races after this and um he kind of becomes like the unofficial spokesperson for concussions for nascar he refers like other racers to dr collins he does like you know encourages other drivers like if you're hurt like you got to speak up kind of thing so time goes on and he gets into a couple more crashes he has a couple really good seasons And then fast forward to 2016 and he's having a great season and he gets hit at this one racetrack called Talladega and all of a sudden like all of these, all of the symptoms come back. And so, yeah. He's the whole time he's like taking notes and he he shares his notes in the book about like all the different concussion stuff that he's going through. But again, he says he feels like such a hypocrite because he's telling everyone to come forward, come forward and go get help if you need help. But he's not doing it. He knows like he's just steadily like going downhill, going downhill. He's kind of crying out for help in a way because he's talking about retiring and many people like in the press are asking him about his retirement and he's talking to his sister about it and saying like well I'm thinking like I might retire and she just kind of brushes it off and is like well you can't retire now kind of thing like we need you to keep going so it's like no she's not really listening to him she's not like he kind of says like she's not being a sister she's being like a business owner Mm -hmm. in a way so I feel like that's kind of that was kind of shitty um so eventually again he confesses to his fiance amy and goes back to pittsburgh to see Not that he had like another concussion doctor. Like yeah so he counts he counts 10 crashes where he that could have caused concussions from that from his from the first time he goes like gets treated for that concussion in pittsburgh he has 10 more crashes in between yes. and does nothing yep yeah yeah so it's kind of shitty so well, I mean, you know, no one to blame but yourself, I guess. Though, yeah, if if what's more important to you, right, your your livelihood, yeah. in that sense, like, do you not have enough money racing already, or? But then I guess you think about it too, right? This is all he knows. This is all his family has been. I understand. Yeah. I'm just being like on the other side of it. So I didn't understand, and I guess that's a point too. I was just like, well, 
you know, you knew, you know, like you can, you only miss like two races that first time. So go and get help and, you know, get figure treatment. it out. Yeah, exactly. And, because know. it wasn't even just physical. Like it was definitely. Or just do the exercises yourself. Yeah, if you exactly. even know what they are. Exactly. So he goes back and he's off, like he's off for the rest of the season after this. Like he was about halfway through that uh 2016 season and then they were like yeah he's done it was that's how bad it was it wasn't just one or two races like that the whole rest of that yeah season was do you know how many races off. they do in a season they do and how long does it go for a season they do th- i think it's 36 races i want to say um and like i'm not sure how long this se- yeah yeah i'm not sure how so long. that'd be about 36 weeks yeah. So I was like, what, eight months, something like that? Yeah, I think that's what it is. It's a, it, when they told me it is, I was like, oh, that's a long season. Like, I felt, I was like, that's like longer than hockey. He's like, yeah, it is for sure. So, um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, so. they're just sitting around turning left. So how, how hard can it be, really? <laughs> yeah. So, and he's also at the same point, too. They're also there prescribing him, like, anti-anxiety meds at the same time as well. That he's No, I'm sure this. he's on all kinds of other yeah. stuff. Yeah. Mm. It's not surprising. Yeah. So, eventually, he gets cleared to go back in the race car. And he does. He has one more season left in his contract, the 2017 season. And so, he's not sure if he's going to retire. But he does... A couple races and he just just like no because he doesn't do well and he's not well cognitively he's like he's like i can't really do this anymore well he says a, a race car driver to do his job right and to do right by his team has to be fearless that's where the speed is found and races are are won so and he's just like he's not he's just constantly thinking am i gonna get in a wreck again am i gonna get in a wreck again yeah. and so he's just well, like, like anything you do if you're always worried about the negative aspects of what you're doing you're never gonna you're never going to be as successful as you can be, right? Just even if, even in life, if, even if you're just writing a book and being like, well, you know, if I try it, it might not be very good. And I won't, you know, you start feeling down on yourself and doubting yourself. Mm-hmm. It ain't going to happen. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so then he, so then he was done. Him, him and his fiance eventually get married. She gets a ton of hate. She gets a ton, ton, ton of hate because everyone's like, "Oh, you were the one that made him retire." And they would see, like, when he was off for that whole half of the season in 2016, mm-hmm. he would like post like pictures on Instagram of them at like a concert or doing like, like fun things. Yeah, I was like, "Well, why are you posting that if you're?" That's where it just and takes a little bit of social media savvy to like. Well, if you're off injured, don't go posting pictures of yourself partying or but whatever. But it's like right? that was even like part of his like quote unquote exposure therapy because he had a really hard time being in crowds. Crowds, even just going to the grocery store was really hard for him. So like having a lot of people around. And I understand. Busyness. Just so that's don't what, post it. Well, I agree that's with all you. I'm saying. But so so she would get hate because she was in the picture. And well, just, it was just well, it course. was really awful. Yeah. Anyways, just, that's anyways. just being so, smart on social. So they got they got married. They have two little girls, and he. He is now a correspondent for NBC, so just like a color commentator yeah. for the races. And he has um, the Dale Junior Download podcast where he talks about he'll talk about the races kind of like each sure. week and yeah. talks a lot about concussions. And I think he's 
he even has like gonna donate his brain to science like once he dies so that they can look at his brain obviously and uh-huh. see what's up, up. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so but now his main thing is like and i think that's why he wrote this book because it's mainly i mean he could have written a lot more about his childhood and growing up and stuff but the main focus was on concussion and the importance of coming forward to get treated and you can get help you're not just this is just how you are you can go and get help and just you know like don't keep playing like you gotta go get help well again easier said than done right because look at number one look at all the people that actually make it that that they're in the the top of the league but how many other people are below that just struggling to make it and even then imagine then if you like oh i can't play and you're on tier two tier three whatever it is They'll find someone else and snatch you up, and then you could lose your position too, even more, and you don't even get to your dream, right? So, yep. even then, it could even be harder for people to speak out. I mean, look at Hockey Canada, all the shit that's going on that's put under the rug or whatever. That just has to do with people just not speaking up about yep. about anything, right? So, um, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's it's tough, but yeah, it's you have to. I think you really need to look into yourself and say what's what is really valuable for me and what do I want to do long-term, right? Some people, they won't care and that'll be their goal and they want to play or compete at that top level, then they'll do that. And then that's the sacrifice they're willing to take. And that's fine. As long as you just understand. What the the sacrifice is. Exactly. What the ramifications or decisions are. And there's no reason to not know what those consequences are or what what can happen. Mm -hmm. Like today, like you know the results of continually taking hits to the head or whatever it's going to do for you. But back then, maybe you didn't really know. But well, And I think what he didn't know as well was that there was an actual, like, treatment place he could go and get help and get treated by doing these, like, exposure therapies and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think he even knew that until he went. Yeah. And that's why he referred so many other of his driver friends to this doctor in Pittsburgh because, yeah, and even this doctor in Pittsburgh, I think he worked with uh, Sidney Crosby as well. So. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, he had some... I think he, I remember he got a concussion quite a few years ago and I was like, he should just never play anymore. Cause I saw it. I'm like, Serious? yeah, I'd like, I just don't play anymore. Like what, oh, the, what's, what's the, the point? point? Even though I mean, Sidney Crosby, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, obviously that was like five years ago, right? So he's still so playing, he's still but, playing. um, yeah. like you see it and you know, he's, he's had more than one. And it's like, at what mm. point, you know, it's just yeah. like, but you know, if you love the game so much, and if you can figure out how to, you know, not get hit in the head, yeah, which is e- again easier said than done, because you get caught and blindsided, and mm-hmm. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So that's the story. That's the story. That's the story. So, what made you want to read this one? Uh, just, just the thing with your brother, and just having yeah. something a little bit different. Yeah, just because, and I love when I can read about something that I have no idea about anything, and so right. it was so fascinating talking in a and reading up on nascar and it was interesting too because i remember like my brother's favorite like race car driver and i think maybe even you know this guy's name jeff gordon yeah i know yeah, the name. Yeah, number 24 i think yeah, he's like yeah, yeah. the dupont i think it's i think so name. yeah 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 i don't know i know right yeah. like so anyway so it was just kind of interesting like reading some of the backstories and even some of like the drama surrounding it like it's like a soap opera no. this driver's wife slept with that driver's no, wife like blah, 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 like, probably yeah, yeah. Be surprised. Like you hear that in the nhl as well too and the course. wives bickering <laughs> and whatever and it's like oh fucking, i don't have yeah. time for this well and even some of the the details with once his dad died what happened with 
because he was racing under his dad's company and then his dad's wife who was his stepmom his stepmom mm-hmm. she took over ownership and just basically ran it into the ground and so he left and so there was like big drama with him leaving his dad's like ownership and going to Hendrick Motorsports so it, it was interesting no. Nay was telling me all about it but that's why and then it was just it was so much fun to read it when Nay was here and then talk to him in person sure. and ask him whatever questions yeah. and then he's texting me pictures back and forth and it was just yeah. really cool I think it's really and there's a the point it's like okay you know what I'm what done I don't <laughs> give a shit about this NASCAR show so anymore I learned I just what I need to know to, <laughs> to get by. So, but I think one other thing I'll say, this is maybe, this is a little bit of an aside, but I think if you are in a relationship with someone, regardless of what type of relationship it, it is, like brother, sister, or husband, wife, or your kids, uh. I think taking an interest in what they're interested in, even if maybe it's not something you're super, super interested right. in. I think it's really important because uh, 100%. it gives a really cool connection point and yep. a way to interact with them and talk to them and find out why they find this so interesting. Yep. And I mean, Tristan loved Pokemon. I could care less about all these Pokemon, but he, I think, had something to talk to me about. And so I'm yep. always, make, I'm interested, tell me more, what about this? So I think yep. it that that was really important yeah, to me no, to that, do that. That's a good takeaway. I mean, not so much with the book itself, but just in terms of cultivating relationships with other people. Yeah. You know, you don't have to know everything there is to know about what it is that interests them. No. But if you're just like, hey. Show interest. Yeah, show interest. It's like, tell me about this. Or like, I heard about this. Can you explain to me more a little bit? Yeah. And then that person will kind of go on, you know, <laughs> they'll just ramble on for forever. and But they'll like it. And it's, you know. Yes. And that, that just helps that person's going to think of you and be like, oh, well, that person was actually really kind and really thoughtful yeah. and I like talking to them, yeah. whatever, right? So like, I, you know, I, yeah, I don't know too much about, you know, this relationship advice and all that kind of stuff, but if you go and like talk to somebody and you just never talk about yourself and just ask questions yes. about them and show interest in what they do, yes. you'll be like the hit of the party kind of thing, 100%, right? Because 100%. people love it when people like take interest in what themselves. they want to do, right? That's what I tell the kids all the time when yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, ask them about themselves. The yeah. other thing that was really cool is I'm the oldest out of four kids. I'm the oldest. And so, and my brother's the youngest. Yeah. And so. Two, two just two step kids. Yeah. Two, two. Yeah. yeah. Two of you and. And, and two. me and my brother. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm he, I'm oldest, he's the youngest. And so I think he often gets I'm often the one kind of telling him stuff and being the older sister and being overbearing with right. information. And so I think it was like a nice role reversal for him in a way too to sure. know something like I didn't know about. Right. So we it was a lot of fun. I just that I think that's why I had so much fun with this book was just because of him. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah. But in, in terms of I really like what you were saying about the guy saying, you know, at least pioneering coming forward, but although it seems like he himself struggled with it, you yes. know, do as I say, not as, as I, I do, do kind of thing, which yes. is also eh yeah whatever but if he owns it then that's fine he totally right? does uh, yeah. and absolutely and because it could just be like well be real with yourself it's like i just wanted to race yeah and that's fine yeah. right you know what you want to do and you know the consequences and just do it and that's fine yeah. um but at the whole point of saying you know what don't be afraid to go against almost what society thinks or expects yes. of you you have to do what's true to yourself yes and if you don't do that you're just going to find yourself living in other people's shadows or whatever right and you're just yep. going to be more unhappy at the end of the day so in terms of what i heard about this you know other than 
you know, I still have no interest in going to see a NASCAR race. <laughs> no. The idea of being able to take ownership of your life and making those tough decisions that are They're against unpopular. the grain. Yes. Yeah. Is probably the way to go. Right. Because yeah. usually it's like your gut. You got to go with your gut. Yeah. Your gut's there for a reason. And it tells yeah. you like, what's your first instinct? instinct. And yeah. usually, usually that's right. Yeah. Um, you know, and again, it's right for you. Not like there's no right or wrong answer to like certain. Well, I mean. Two plus two is four, <laughs> but you know what I mean, right? Like in terms of right answers, it's it's kind of what's good for you, yeah. not uh, what everyone else thinks is, thinks is good for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Cool. So yeah, make those decisions. Make good choices. Make good choices. Make choices <laughs> that are good for you. And that's yes. all there is to it. Yes. Yeah. So anyways, that was different, but that was that was good. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, NASCAR. NASCAR book reading. You didn't ask me for my book. Book reading. Well, that's what I'm getting oh, it I right don't know now. If you're going yeah, to. yeah. Okay, okay. Racing to the finish. My story. Dale Earnhardt Jr. One to ten in terms of just a book. My reading for just a book, like I'm going to give it a six. A six. Yeah. Okay. If you are into NASCAR, it'd probably be a nine, nine or ten. If you're, <laughs> if it, because judge for other people. Well, I'm just Here's saying. Here's my score, depending on who you are. Well, I'm just <laughs> saying. If you're this, you're, this is the score. If you're, because no, no. he goes into I, detail I, I about it. crashes and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I had to look up like all of the different tracks he's talking about. It's just an oval. They're, all, they look the they're not though, I, Well, ones they're slightly angled different. Yeah. Nah, I know they're, I so, know they're different. Yeah, and just it gives you kind of like a behind the scenes too on some of like the crashes. So you would definitely, if you were, and especially if you're an Earnhardt fan, and he has a huge fan base. Well, of course, of course. It'd I know, but yours is a six. Thing. I know, yeah, but it's a six. It's like, oh, what's the what's the queen autobiography? Well, for me, it's a five. But if you're a queen fan, you're gonna love it. Like, of course you are, because you're a queen fan. That's why you're buying it. Um, anyways, anyways. Uh, so yeah, in terms of something that you want to do, do you want to get into racing? No, I'm not a car person. Vroom vroom. I'm not a car person. I just want something that gets me to A to B and I don't have to worry about if it's going to break down. I want A to B as fast as humanly possible. That can carry as many dogs. So that's not a Ferrari then, is it? <laughs> no. It's like a big, giant Hummer or something. Would you know. rather? Oh, Hummers are horrible. You just <laughs> can't fit anything in those things. Well, I'm sure you could. Like, yeah, I'm thinking our next, like uh, like a van van. Yeah. Like super boring, super simple. I can get down but with just a van. Uh, what is it, the Sienna or the Grand oh, Caravan? No. I don't Grand know. Grand Caravan. That one we rented was the bomb. That was like oh, so old too. What was so good about it? Just because it had. So much space. You I get did. in you're like, what the? Where have you been on my life? Why are I people know. putting down vans? Why is it like, I'm making a van? It's like, why? You could fit everything in there. Why? It's, it's like awesome. we fit all the kids, fit all the stuff and still have room for just like sleep. I know. <laughs> it's crazy. You can pack it down. You can put drywall in there, like whole sheets. You just throw everything in there. We're so fucking old. <laughs> sheets of drywall. If I got some <laughs> home repairs I need to do. Yeah, I got some trim I want to put, put up on the wall. Groceries in there. So I got groceries. I got my hockey bag in there. All kinds of things I could put in there. <laughs> the scroll, seats like fold down. Yeah, then why am I getting so excited now? <laughs> Ooh, Saturday night, we're going down to the lot to go look at the vans. Ooh, ooh, baby. Okay, guys, we need to go. <laughs> We're a little too excited here. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways. Anyway. Yeah. Cool. Up okay. top. Yes. There you go. There we go. Thank you so much for watching. Yes. Thank, Thank you, you for listening. We appreciate your support. As always, hope you enjoyed this episode. If you like any of the stuff we do, check us out. Odumandandrew.com. That's right, where we talk about all kinds of cool stuff. Another cool podcast, I'm sure, episode coming next week. Mm -hmm. Until then, have a good one. See you next week. You got it.